the influence of the ecclesia, the influence of the kingdom inside of a culture, inside of a nation, inside of a, a locale of any kind brings not only just resident, but culture change. It brings um, the essence of what it's come to bring and it diffuses out into that society. The enemy will always give you a model because it will mm. keep you stagnant. It will keep you from moving forward. He will give you what you want, you know. And my name is known, but I don't need the title. The title doesn't open any door. If anything, since I stopped using the titles, more doors are opening. When people ask me, what is the Ecclesia? And I talk about, you know, it's a governmental assembly, you know, and sometimes you might want a reference point because people are always trying to force things into the church and the Ecclesia does not fit inside the church, <laughs> right? But as a reference point, um, at least in the UK, I point to like the parliament because the parliament is an assembly of, of uh, MPs, if you like. Um, and they are there to do the will of, at least historically, the king or the queen. But if you have to define leadership in an ecclesia model, then I'll start by using a quote that I've always said. This is something I've, I've been saying for years, that leaders, leaders today must teach people to walk like crabs. What does that mean? Crabs walk forward by walking sideways. Hello, and welcome to Unlock the Kingdom Within You. This podcast explores the profound truth about what it means to be born into the kingdom, not a religion. On this podcast, we challenge the religious and denominational norms which shackle us from expressing the liberty of Christ by exploring the kingdom, the ecclesia, and citizenship. If you're born into the kingdom but lost in religion, then this channel is just for you. So thank you for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. So I just wanted uh, to everybody in the comments, feel free to ask questions by typing. Any question you type, we'll try and take as many as we can, we can capture, okay? So one of the uh, things that's coming up is people are looking for practical examples of the Ecclesia. Yeah, are there practical examples of, of this new type of community or reference points that we can um, share. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull in Kelvin, okay, yep. and anybody else can come in on that as well. Practical examples of the ecclesia. Yeah. So so not just what what we've had before, okay. We you know we know what we've had before. What is even today, okay? The way churches think or gather, but practically speaking, I've moved into an area. For example, how do I know an ecclesia is here? What is the tangibles? What is the yeah. Okay, so you, you, you're, you're looking for an ecclesia or are you becoming one? Whichever, but okay. people want clarity on that idea of what is different with the ecclesia. What is yeah. the ecclesia? Yeah. Probably one of the greatest examples I can use is how the tea bag is introduced to hot water. Okay. Once it is integrated and it remains, you can no longer call it water. Now you have to call it tea. And the longer it remains, the stronger it gets. So the influence of the ecclesia, the influence of the kingdom inside of a culture, inside of a nation, inside of a, a locale of any kind, brings not only just resident, but culture change. It brings um, the essence of what it's come to bring, and it diffuses out into that society. So okay. I would use the That's tea bag. That's practically what it does. Yeah. Influence. 
and changes culture. It's a culture changing agency. I think, as, let me, let me just, the, the question yes. I've been asked, I think, um, I think somehow uh, we are still trying to justify change by looking at models. Yes, that's... And, and, and I think nothing is wrong in looking for examples, uh, but at the end of the day, something has to start inside of me before I see something outside of me, because sometimes you could look at things differently outside of you and you still won't see it. It means nothing to you. It just seems to be an aberration. Now, let me give a couple examples. Here's a, number one. How do you think Noah would build a boat when there's no examples of boats being built before? Yeah. Something has to happen inside of me. I cannot legitimize my function by saying, oh, this is what it looks like down in South Africa. I think the question still puts the cart before the horse. My concern is not where it is built. I don't care if it doesn't exist at all. Something inside of me shows me that the current model is not working. This is not doing what it should. And I should be sufficiently provoked to discover something in God that will not necessarily ask me to look for what others are doing, but become the change. I think it's Gandhi saying that, become the change that you want to see. And, and let me go further. That, um, that you look at a guy, almost every single thing that has done over the years, and this is something that, must, that, that we must see, there has not been a single divine initiative on the global church over the last 500 years that happened within the precincts of Christianity in its current form. That's God right. had to step out of that. From Martin Luther, he had to step out of the structure to pioneer Reformation. You go in the 1700s with the John and Charles Wesley, they were kicked out of the system and they led a mighty movement on the streets. You go to the Salvation Army, William Booth came out of the system and started a movement in a cemetery. You go to the 1900s, the Pentecostal, William Seymour was rejected by the system and he started a movement on a veranda. There has not been a single move of God inside of the current structure. So you praying for a move of God and staying loyal to your structures, you are asking God to still birth a process. It will never work. And so my argument is stop looking for the model because that is not how pioneers are built. Pioneers right. are formed by identifying something with inside of your own consciousness. Something must explode inside of you because if you continue to look for a model, what you will eventually find yourself doing is mimicking what you see and not being projected from the inside out. One of the things that Jesus said, Jesus said, he said, uh, some will say, look for the kingdom here, or look for it there. He says, but the kingdom of God is in you. You know, so many people are still looking for that one thing. And when I hear that question about, you know, what is the model? It's like a similar question I hear when people go into a certain area. Just again, it's that same mindset. Uh, I was involved in what they used to call the house church. And when people would go into an area, and the first thing that asked, does anybody know a good house church in this area or does somebody know a good house church over here in other words their whole mindset was to you know attach themselves to some structure that they understand uh they don't do like uh and i use he's not on this uh panel right now but ivan in his area where he's just 
really befriending his neighborhood. He's becoming the tea in the water. He's becoming, he's a befriending neighborhoods. He's reaching out to individuals and he's beginning to have influence in that area. As long as uh, Anderson says you're looking for a model, the thing is, I will add this, the enemy will always give you a model because it will mm. keep you stagnant. It will keep you from moving forward. He will give you what you want. You know, uh, if you want a model, here, here's a model. And then we'll, we'll codify that model, put it in cement and think this is it. And as a result, we get stagnant and never move any further along. And okay. one of the, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna put something to challenge us. So what we say, uh, like, don't look for a model, okay? So when Christ talked about his ecclesia, okay, did he not have a type of ecclesia in mind or did he mean just like every other ecclesia that you see around? Well, Are there, yeah. The first thing is he said he was gonna build it. Yes, he will build his ecclesia, yes. He said he would build it. So what, what, what could easily happen is we can hijack an idea of what we believe he meant. If we don't okay. go in and, and have that imprint, like Anderson was saying, revealed inside of us, there has to be an engagement of what he truly wants, what he truly means. Otherwise, we suffer what the scripture says, you, you build in vain to try to build it. You know, if this was a religious... A conversation this morning and, and a religious event. Yes. Next to the name of each person here, there would be titles <laughs> to identify the function of that person. I'm That's offended. Really I want my title. <laughs> I'm offended. <laughs> in the kingdom, in the kingdom, what Anderson said, when you know from within who you are, what you got, then you just be what you are. You don't need a title. I don't use a title. I don't even use a business card. But I tell you what, I shake a lot of places where I go and, and, and my name is known, but I don't need the title. The title doesn't open any door. If anything, since I stopped using the titles, more doors are opening. And this is a big difference. People love to follow a title. They like they want a title to come and give them the mold. This is what we're going to do. This is my vision. Come, come join my vision. No, no, no. That's not kingdom. That's not ecclesia. That's yes. not what the ecclesia is made up of. We are each living stones. And yeah. when God built with stones, he always he told Solomon. Don't you dare touch that stone with a tool. Don't you dare put a hammer to that stone because you're going to profane it. Well, that's what religion has done. It's taken living stones and they put a hammer to it and made them into bricks. They changed the building material from a stone to a brick. And, and, and that's religion. And so I, okay. I speak loudly yes. about what Anderson said earlier and what... Uh, Kelvin has been saying and, and, and what Tim is saying, and I think we're all saying the same thing. One of the major differences of ecclesia and your religious church mindset is that it all starts in the person, within them. The kingdom is sure, inside sure. them. The yes. dominion, the mandate, That's, the passion is inside. Yeah. I am who I, I am, saying. not by a religious title. 
Designed by Citizens for Citizens, the Nation Builders app is designed for you to get involved with building the society Jesus had in mind. The app is built upon four principles, connect, communicate, community and collaborate. Connect through your very own digital profile, share your thoughts and ideas through engaging posts, videos and events. Communicate, develop long lasting friendships with fellow citizens through your own personal inbox. Receive real-time alerts on new comments, messages, likes, and friend requests. Community. Our open-door policy means you can connect with online communities and special interest groups to fellowship together. Collaborate. Our civic spaces focus on cultivating the civic life of citizens through community, education, governance, and enterprise. Don't delay. Sign up for free now at www.nationbuilders.community or download our free Nation Builders app on Play Store. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, so, you know, one of the, you know, when, when people ask me, what is the Ecclesia? And I talk about, you know, it's a governmental assembly, you know, and sometimes you might want a reference point because people are always trying to force things into the church and the Ecclesia does not fit inside the church. <laughs> right. But as a reference point, um, at least in the UK, I point to like the parliament because the parliament is an assembly of, of uh, MPs, if you like. Um, and they are there to do the will of, at least historically, the king or the queen, right? That is essentially what we are, who we are. That is how we gather. That is what we think, that governmental way of thinking. Now, I just want to move on to the issue of leadership. Guys, by the way, if you're online, table any questions, if you have any questions, and hopefully I'll pick them up as well as we go. So... Um, so our admins, if there are any questions, just type it and I'll see it. Okay, so how do leaders lead in this transition to new communities? So I think we kind of touched or teased on this a tiny bit. How do leaders lead in the transition to new communities? And, and whilst you answer that, perhaps offer a definition of how leaders currently lead and how <laughs> it looks like. Or how it should look like. Yes, I'm gonna. I heard you thinking, on. Anderson. Oh, okay, okay. Is this a tough one? Okay, Anderson, come in, and then, um, and then maybe uh, Tim. Okay, I'll start by saying that. Also, also, let's try and be as clear as possible, right? We're speaking to like, I don't know anything. Yeah, so speak to me. I don't know anything, and I want to get your answer with super clarity. I think so much of what comes so much of what passes for leadership whether yes. in church and otherwise it is more or less designed to put as much eyes on me or okay. to have as much marching feet behind me that is the definition of leadership for most people inside of the church environment the average leader is concerned about butt on the pews and money in the bank and so all of that leader's operation is designed to fulfill those two components. Hence, evangelism is skewed, and even the utilization of resources happens to be skewed. Now, if you have to define leadership in a different context, even the word leadership, I find it's, it's almost like vomitatious because the word has been so abused in so many ways. But if you have to define leadership in an ecclesia model, then I'll start by using a quote that I've always said. This is something I've, I've been saying for years, that leaders, leaders today, must teach people to walk like crabs. What does that mean? Crabs walk forward by walking sideways. And so the key 
to effective leadership in an ecclesia dimension is not where you try to pull as much people to yourself, but you try to connect people as much to one another. And because movements are never built by a single man who has a bunch of marching feet behind them, it looks that way. But every movement is built by a man who has the ability to effectively connect people, knowing who should link to who in order to effect a purpose that's far bigger than that person's individual vision. I think far too often, what passes for leadership is an individual vision, my vision, my call. And in some ways, that superimposes itself upon the objective and the mandate of the Lord. And so sometimes, while I see it as injurious, I still have to respect the fact that, listen, people have the right to be wrong. And in their error, they build systems that accommodate their distortion. But where we are now, we must be willing to dispense of that level of madness, embrace the bigger objective, which is not your own vision, and begin to pilot your way forward in a system does not, that does not fixate itself on you. That's why yes. one That's of the true. things that I said, and when you look at the ecclesia, is that now, again, and again, we can just play with words on this, but uh, the idea of having a vision, a leader with a vision, I, I, I have been using recently, I have an assignment from the one with the vision. And that is, you know, the, God has, he has the purpose for the area that I'm in. You know, he has the, the design for where I'm at. So what I have is an assignment within that. Leadership today, uh, you know, let's use some of the terms we've used, we've heard. It's hierarchical, it's top down, you know, and the one at the top gets all the benefits. They get all of the uh uh the kudos they get all of the pats on the back as though they're the voice of god almost and uh so they're put at the top and everyone else is there to serve that individual they're not even there for their own vision i mean i've actually heard uh a, a, a pastor tell a young man when he uh came and became a part of their fellowship he brought him up front and he said feel my wrist and the young man felt his wrist and he said, he said, you feel that pulse? He said, yeah, that's the only pulse in this, uh, in this, in this, in this church. This is the only one. And, and uh, if, if you have a vision, your vision has to die because two visions is division, you know? And wow. I sat there and thought to myself, why would God give you something and put you in a place to kill it? You know, yeah. that just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. But again, Everything is built around uh, pastoral days, you know, uh, big events that celebrate the one at the top, but there's never any impact by these leaders other than the fact that they serve themselves. And Kelvin might attest to this, and a lot of them, when they die off, the place goes into chaos because it's, it's an all-out bloodbath of everybody trying to get that top position in, you know. Uh, you know, you know think what happens in most circles is that we develop these aphorisms to justify our insanity. And that's a good one, uh, where if you have more than one vision, then you have division or division. And, and that is just one of those satanic aphorisms that is designed to shut down other people's ability to think. 
Another yes. one is, listen, you cannot lead until you serve a, a truth, but we have boxed that into a world where you create this sycophantic, blind individual who just objectively follow you like a little, like a little puppy dog around you. And we have this concept, well, I'm such a great leader because here I have all of these, um, and we develop all this stuff, man. I have my armor bearer. When do will we get that level of stupidity? Who is your armor bearer? that nonsense man now on top well, of that yeah. on top of that thing we have this other thing that i talk about huh? um what you talk about what we have developed is what i call an inverse ephesian 4 dynamic inverse meaning that god has given apostles prophets teachers evangelists etc for the perfecting of the saints the model that we've built is the saints must perfect us so the saints must give us large offerings. We must have the pastor's appreciation day. We must get the pastor's birthday celebrated. We, the, uh, and the saints must, get, must take care of me. I must drive the biggest car, must live in the best house. And the saints are so deceived down that particular road that if they don't contribute to the man of God being this uh, elevated top of the pinnacle individual, they believe that they're doing God a disservice. The model is wrong. The inverse Ephesians 4, where we are perfecting the leader. When the leader is committed to perfecting us, he is the chief servant among us. Chief servant. We have made him this kind of demigod in most of our organizations, and that model is injurious to the purpose of God. And then they take scripture totally out of context. Oh, yeah. The one that really irks me is this one. Touch not mine anointed and do my prophets no harm. A guy can be an absolute idiot doing all kinds of things out of out of order, uh, immoral, you name it. And his excuse is, you can't say anything to me because the Bible says, touch not mine anointed. Well, I'm going to use one of their other phrases in that. The devil is a lie. You know, we will. <laughs> well, well, can, I, can I say something? You know, even on that, that scripture there, the Lord's anointed, it, it's actually referring to Israel. So that means that's the Lord talking about his nation. <laughs> Again, his anointed, his nation. Exactly. And somebody's taken it and talked about themselves, you know. Don't don't challenge me. <laughs> you know, we... I, I think I think there is a I'm sorry, Kelvin, you're coming right after this. Um, I think there is a big cultural shift that needs to take place. Um, one that you know it's a bit like um I, I say that often churches are like um schools, yeah, like a university but you never graduate because the aim is to grow followers, <laughs> right? But we sh if we adopt that mindset of maturing the body so that you graduate, right? Then it's about creating leaders, leaders, leaders. It's not about creating a whole bunch of followers, followers. Even Christ wants to raise us to be like brothers. He wants to call us brothers. He wants to relate with us. And so once, if we, uh, whilst we have this type of leadership, that's all about, the self, it's all about elevating, you know, the hero at the top or the single man that's leading. I think all of that just needs to go. All of that needs to go. Um, Kelvin, do you want to come in? And then I think we're going to go into some questions um, that yeah. some people might have written down. Very yeah. simply, very simply, um, Jesus said to Peter, if you love me, feed my sheep. Yes. Feed them. That's what's connected yes. to my You know, and so... Um, just the very simplicity of what Christ preached, what he modeled, you know, feed my sheep, feed my lambs. And so um, what we have been saying about church is the reason why it's been injurious is because 
It's simply maintenance. There is no migration. There is no movement. It's just maintaining the status quo, which makes it dangerous and worthless. Absolutely. Okay. Thank you so much, guys. So I'm going to move to some questions. I'm looking for the questions. I think there's been a few questions tabled. But first question I have is um, about the expression, which you just touched on, of the fivefold. Does that change within the ecclesia? Like, how does that look like? How is the fivefold supposed to function uh, without you, understanding? You just said a. You just said a a key word and that word is function. I think what we've done again, because of the church system, we've made titles and we've made hierarchy, you know? Uh, I mean, you go into some places, the top person is the apostle and his wife is the assistant prophetess. You know I mean? I mean, we, we create these models, you know, to kind of protect ourselves. And so the first thing we need to recognize that uh, these are were, these identified functions, these identified purposes that, that were being used by the Lord to equip and mature the body of Christ. Um, so that's the first thing. Uh, a lot of people still, I, I mean, I listened to a, a, a podcast one time where uh, people were literally arguing over the right to use titles and why it was important that the church use titles, you know, and I, I was really saddened by it because again, it was all, it was defending the indefensible. It was just really trying to hold a position and say, you know, you have to call me by this in order for you to be mature. You know, that's that was the gist of what they were saying. And you, you're you not a mature believer if you don't call me by my title. I have been in places where people have been rebuked because uh, you know you were supposed to call me by, you know, I'm this and so and so and so and so. You know, I'm Archbishop, Senior Pastor, Reverend Doctor, over the top, you know, believer. <laughs> You know, and yes. you only called me by my first name. How dare you? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, because their whole uh, identity is uh, is is wrapped up in that. And, and I've seen a lot of those positions. They don't. They aren't there because they have any qualities. They got it there because they had the right money put into the right pockets at the right time. So, mm -hmm. uh, in the terms of Forrest Gump, that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> Let me, yeah. let me let me add, let me add two cents to that then. Um, yes. The, the role of the fivefold has a very distinct responsibility. Okay. And if the fivefold truly fulfills its responsibility, we won't be in the current morass that we find ourselves in at the moment. Huh? Let me let me explain that. It says that these fivefold giftings, apostles, prophets, teachers, evangelists, and pastors, are given for the perfecting. The word perfecting is a Greek word katatismo. You get the yes. word artisan from that. But more than that, the word katatismo basically means to construct and design and, de and design a thing according to its original template. Yes. So in other words, you are not doing it on your own. You're not concocting ideas in your mind on your own. If I am really a pastor, I'm not talking about a titled individual who leads a church, but a mm -hmm. governmental gifting and a capacity and a, and a component given to the body of Christ, then my role is not to love on my little members. My role is no different from the apostle, which is to catatismo shape this thing according to its original design, its original oh. template. Thank you for joining our fireside talk about the kingdom. My name is Frederick Tobin, and I hope this podcast has been a blessing to you. If you'd like to continue to receive fresh insight into the kingdom, click the notification bell to follow us. For further information about the kingdom, visit our website, 
www.unlockthekingdomwithinyou.com to download your free ebook. See you soon.